everyone, and welcome to this episode of WSFI Spotlight. I'm your host, Bill Snyder, and on today's episode, I am joined by Patricia Dishler. She is an author. She is the author of Because I Loved You and uh, much more, though. So I'm just going to ask her to tell us a little bit about herself. Hi, thanks for having me. Because I Loved You is my personal memoir of my experience in placing my, my child for adoption uh, in, back in 1985. I was 21 years old and facing an unplanned pregnancy and made the choice for adoption. I found out years later, actually, that I was one of the test cases for Catholic Charities in Iowa for open adoption. It was very new at the time. Uh, closed adoptions were the prevalent way to go through the adoption process. And I got lucky, and I got the counselor that wanted to be the maverick to change the world and build those relationships between adoptive families and birth families. We did build a relationship together. It was very loving, very respectful, and along the way, pretty much wrote the roadmap to a good open adoption experience um, that turns out well for the child, the adoptive parents, and the birth family. And I wrote my memoir uh, so that I could share this story. I found that the birth mother's point of view was not being shared. You can find a lot of books on open adoption, uh, a lot of them written by adoptive families, written by counselors, but looking at the birth mother's point of view is a completely different perspective that I needed to get out there and share. And why is this such an important thing to share for people who are trying to go through these difficult situations? Well, the one thing I try to do in the book is make it clear that each situation is very unique. Everyone's journey is different. And the beginning of the book shares, you know, that moment where I discovered the pregnancy and that experience of sharing it with my family and going through the decision-making process on, you know, what are my choices, what will, what will I be doing? So I've got in the beginning of the book um, these kind of checklists, uh, I call them your life inventories, that young women can look at and, and decide by answering those questions, you know, do I have the support systems to be parenting a child uh, or are there other options that can help this child to get the parenting experiences that they really deserve? And so it's not a book that is in any way really pushing adoption. Rather, it's, it's pushing people to make an informed choice and to really think about their options. And above all, keep in mind what's important for that child. There's a reason the book is called Because I Loved You. The number one question I get asked all these years is why? Why did you, you know, place your child? Why did you let your child go? And my answer is always because I loved him. Because I loved him enough to want the very best for him. And it was something I was not in a position to provide at the time. And so I made that choice. Wonderful. So there's obviously a lot of uh, myths about birth mothers out there. Uh, how do you break some of those myths in this book? Uh, hopefully I'm breaking all of them. That was one of the purposes <laughs> of the book because there are a lot of myths around birth mothers. And the truth of the matter is that birth mothers are all different ages, all different socioeconomic backgrounds. Uh, they have different family experiences, different support systems around them. So there's not just one you know, demographic that this becomes a choice for. And so that's really important to understand. And then also just the myth that when you choose adoption, that you're not just walking away. 
And that was the myth that kept the closed adoptions going for so long. Everyone thought, you know, we'll put it behind you, forget about it, you know, go on with your life. And we know, you know, very clearly now from research and from stories of birth mothers from closed adoptions that that simply doesn't happen. When you, you know, give birth to a child and you go through this experience to put their needs ahead of your own, you don't forget that, <laughs> you know, that, that child is, is uh, very solid in your heart every day, every minute for the rest of your life. You're, you're not going to forget. You're going to keep loving their child. And that's what I think is so wonderful about open adoption is it allows that love to keep going. It allows you to love the child. Well, you, can, can you share with me a little bit about your experience and, and, and the relationship that you have uh, with, your, with your son? Sure. Uh, the way our experience was set up in the beginning was we exchanged pictures and letters annually on his birthday, Ooh. which, of course, became my favorite week to attack the mailman <laughs> when he came, <laughs> waiting for all those uh, wonderful pictures and letters. And his family, his adoptive parents, uh, Kathy and Jerry, right from the beginning, were very open with Joe, my son, about me. They asked for a picture of me to put in his room. They would tell him all about me. Um, as years went by and, and I got married and had other children, uh, they shared those pictures and those experiences with him. And when he was 12 years old, his parents shared with him a letter that I wrote to him in the hospital because I didn't know for sure you know, if they were gonna follow through on their end of the deal and write to me. And so he reads this letter. I don't remember what's in the letter other than writing, I love you probably a million times. And he finishes the letter and he turns to his dad and he says, Dad, she loves me a lot, doesn't she? And he says, yes, yes, she does. And he goes, well, if there's someone in this world that loves me that much, don't you think I should know them? <laughs> yeah, and his dad's like, you know what? You're a smart kid. And so we had our first uh, kind of reunion face-to-face -face and... The, I got to share the story of that because it was just the most amazing experience. Yeah. They came out to my parents' campground at the time, and it was his mom and dad and himself. Um, I was there. Uh, my daughter, who was eight years old at the time, was with me. My parents, uh, my sisters, a couple of cousins. We got a big family. So we're all hanging out together in the dining room. And my dad picks up a dulcimer. I have a very musical family. Everybody plays all kinds of things and sings. And he picks up his dulcimer and he says, you know, do you, do you know the song, Hymn to Joy? And Joe says, sure, Papa, I know the song. And he starts playing it. And all of a sudden, Joe stops singing. And he gets this look on his face and like he's thought of some great idea. And he runs out of the house. And I'm a little panicky because I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what just happened? Did we just scare him off with our, you know, dulcimer music? <laughs> What's going on? And his dad just smiled and says, I know where he's going. And he comes back in holding a guitar oh, how with this awesome. huge smile on his face. Oh, wow. And his dad says, we always wondered where this came from because no one in our family plays any musical oh. instrument. And Joe can pick up anything and make music. And he sits down next to my dad. And my dad's just beaming, and he says, do you know him to Joy Boy? And he says, I sure do, Papa. And he goes, well, let's do it. And the two started to play him oh, to Joy, and it was the most beautiful moment ever. Oh, how incredible is that? So, uh, 
So now, um, how has this affected your family? You know, in, in, in That's another one of those myths that we yeah. were talking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think this is a pretty individual decision, and mm-hmm. it certainly is not. And my book really covers not just my experience, but each of my parents' point of view and their experiences as well. Uh, some good, some bad, uh, but we get through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was very impactful to my sisters. I have three younger sisters, okay. and it very much affected their choices as they grew older. Uh, seeing what you know choices I had to go through in my life yep. made them uh, much more cautious, which is a good thing. And um, and with the whole family, you know, it wasn't just me giving up that chance to parent a child. It was my dad giving up the opportunity to have his first grandson. Mm. You know, my mom, her grandson, my sisters becoming aunts. Um, yeah. So it was a big event for everyone. And they still, year, you know, it's 28 years ago now, and they all still talk about the impact that that had. Uh, but it, at the same time, it was a good impact as years went by, and we built that wonderful relationship with Jerry and Kathy and, and Joe uh, because they started to realize that, you know, what really makes a family is loving each other. Yeah. And, and that's what we all did. And, and so we're just all family now, and it's a really wonderful thing. So do you have the opportunity at all to uh, go and speak to young people about this, or do you talk oh, to Oh, absolutely, they, yeah. I, I, I speak at adoption conferences, parenting conferences. Uh, kind of my, I guess you'd call it the real hat on my head, yes. <laughs> is that I'm an early childhood expert, and oh, I've been wonderful. in the field over 25 years, and I do primarily keynotes at early childhood conferences, and I write curriculum books for early childhood teachers. But this book, this was, this was different. This yes. wasn't work. This was <laughs> the heart. And this was about getting a message out there that's really going to, you know, impact people's lives. And I think the best experience I had was just a few years back, I was at an adoption conference and a couple came up to me with a very little tiny itsy bitsy baby and a young woman with them. And they each were holding these dog-eared copies of my book <laughs> and wanted to get a picture of me with little Michael because because of my book, his life was what it was that the mother was um, initially considering abortion, the young woman, and her adoption, or not adoption, she had a counselor at school who said, okay, but first read this book. (laughs) (laughs) And she read the book and she realized that her child, you know, had an opportunity to be loved and be in a family. And so she did choose open adoption. And with the parents as well, they were about to choose a closed adoption because they were fearful of having that relationship with a birth mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't want to co-parent. Uh, you know, the, again, another myth that birth right. mothers are not looking to co-parent. And uh, their counselor as well said, okay, fine, but first read this book. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. And so they went back, and apparently it was the same day that both the girl and the couple came and said, we want to do open adoption, and so that's what brought them together. That is so awesome. What a beautiful, inspiring story. That's what makes it worthwhile, yeah. Yes, and I'm I'm glad it's touching hearts. Uh, Maybe one last question for you. Uh, How has this impacted your Catholic faith? Well, I, you know, growing up Catholic and going to Catholic school, you know, as a young girl, my mom was um, head of the choir and my dad ran the pancake breakfast. And so we've always been extremely involved in our church and my family is still very involved in, in my church. 
And um, I've done quite a bit of speaking at Catholic schools, um, you know, talking about uh, the choice for adoption um, so that I can help uh, the, the young people that are, you know, going to be faced with other choices uh, realize that there is a loving answer to these kind of mistakes in our lives. That they're, My dad had this saying uh, that, that's really helped me over the years. He said, a mistake's only a mistake until you've learned from it, and then it's a lesson. <laughs> and like that. that's what this book is about, is how to turn your mistakes into lessons and something wonderful and beautiful, and that's what adoption can do. So I try to share that message at the Catholic schools and with the children that I meet. Wonderful. What a what an incredible perspective. Again, this uh, this book, Because I Love You, quite an amazing uh, story, one that is uh, pretty much the only one written from the perspective of, of, yes. of a birth, birth mother. So we encourage you to check it out. Can people find uh, your information? How can they get in touch with you if they... They can find my website. It's just my name, Patricia Dishler, D-I-S-C-H-L-E-R.com. Okay. And uh, the book is available pretty much anywhere, Amazon, you know, the bookstores. Um, right. But if they come to my website to buy the book, they can get a personally signed copy from me. <laughs> and, you know, share your story with me. I, I also have a column in Adoption Today magazine where I share not only my story, but the stories of other birth mothers. So I love it when, you know, people in the field, you know, reach out to me and give me that opportunity to share their stories as well. Fantastic. Well, this has been such a blast talking with you here. Again, the book, Because I Love You by Patricia Dishler. Thank you so much for joining us here today on WSFI Spotlight. Until next time, I'm your host, Bill Snyder. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this special presentation from WSFI 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. For more information about WSFI, please visit www.wsfiradio.org or to donate to WSFI, please send your tax-deductible donation to P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Again, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Thank you.